This is Inside the FLX from FingerLakes1.com. I'm Ted Baker, and I'm joined today by Susan McCarthy, Professor of Nursing at Finger Lakes Community College. Some very exciting changes and additions coming to the nursing program. Uh, Susan, welcome. It's great to have you here. Thanks so much for having me. So let's start where with where the need has come from. How much has been COVID? How much has been vaccine mandates? How much is the changing nature of healthcare? How did we get to this situation where there's such a shortage, not only of nursing, but other medical professionals throughout the country? Well, this has been coming. This has been predicted for quite some time. They knew this was coming and it's going only to get worse because there's something what's called the silver tsunami that's coming as those baby boomers up to 1964 start to age into the population. They'll be the largest demographic. And unfortunately, a lot of the nurses are in that demographic, (laughs) Um, especially nursing faculty. Um, We have a huge shortage of nursing faculty who need to teach. Um, You know, in the past, nursing schools had closed, like Niagara, for example. You know, now they've reopened, CUCA closed. Now they're doing a bachelor's program. But um, so this has been coming. It's been predicted. It's gotten worse. COVID has really taught us that. Um, We already had a very um, tenuous situation, always, you know, with uh, patient ratios and chronically understaffed. COVID really put that over the edge. And not just nursing in all aspects, you know, um, health, you know, unlicensed personnel, physicians. Um, When the Affordable Care Act went through, we, we had a desperate need for uh, primary care physicians, and that still has not caught up to the need, right? So it's just been this um, ongoing, evolving uh, thing. There is a, a big component to the mandates. Um, nurses are, un, you know, were understandably upset. They were there at the front lines prior to a vaccine, and now they had to be mandated to have a vaccine when many of them already had COVID. I'm not going to argue the, necess- the need for a vaccine. I'm vaccinated, boosted, <laughs> but um, other people held very strong beliefs about that. So I think that's a, a small component. But you know, even in my own experience, I still work at the bedside, and there are nurses who are leaving because they're just fried. So tell us about the expansion of the nursing program and the construction of the SANS Center for Allied Health. Some of it's done, some of it's still in the works, and hopefully by fall 2023, you can take more students. Yes, well, that's that's the hope. Actually, we'll still take the same amount in the fall. It's What we're planning to do is um, admitting not just in the fall, we'll fall and spring. So that's a new, that will be new for us. So that will almost effectively double the program. This has been in the works for a long time. Our previous chairperson, um, Mary Coriel, she kind of got this ball rolling um, for a long time. Our current chair, Heather Tillich, she um, picked up the reins and um, we got this wonderful donation from the Sands family to see this actually come to fruition. Um, Yes, part of it is built. We're already in a renovated space, so we have a beautiful new lab. Um, And then we will have another component on the fourth floor with another. So we'll have two simulation labs, which is also very exciting. Yeah, I want to talk about those in a moment. But the funding, Sands Center for Allied Health is named after the Sands Family Foundation. They contributed $3 million. FLCC Student Corporation, $250,000. FLCC Foundation and Association, each $200,000. And those were matched by the state. I mean, you're blessed at FLCC to have that many channels of financial support. Real And it's true. The Sands family, again, as we all know, have been very generous all over the Finger Lakes. It's um, 
it's really incomprehensible how generous this was and in such need right here in Canandaigua. So you mentioned it a moment ago, talk about this simulation. Students are going to be able to work on a very lifelike mannequin, but mm-hmm. since it's not a real person, they can't do any harm. So, so the instructors sort of stand back a little bit and let the students take the lead. Right. As, as certainly as they progress through the program. So we've done simulation for years and years, um, but now it's much more high tech. Simulation has kind of taken on a life of its own because of the lack of clinical facilities for students. And especially when during COVID, when we weren't allowed to go to the hospital. I apologize for that. Um, so it's been um, it's it's just a great program. Students really love it. Um, they're nervous when they get in, but then they love it um, once they're in because they know they can't hurt anyone and it's a safe learning environment for everybody. Um, and, and for faculty, it actually keeps us um, aware of what the needs are, maybe some missing gaps in our curriculum that we need to beef up. So it's a learning process for all of us. Um, they Students learn from each other. Then what happens, so we're in a little control room and there's a patient bay on one side, patient bay on the other with um, a mirror that they we can see in, they can't see us. Um, so there's no prompting. They need to figure it out all by themselves. Faculty can change the condition of the patient to improve, to get worse, um, based on the student actions. Um, when the simulation is over, we always debrief and talk about what did what went really well and what maybe were some challenges that we could talk through and it becomes then a learning experience. Talk well. about the role of the nurse. I mean, <laughs> it, they're really the front line of care. When I think back over the last year, I've seen a lot more nurses than I have my doctor. And that's been the case. You know, doctors were always rounding in the hospitals, things like that. That doesn't happen as much anymore with the new hospitalist model, right? Hospitalists take care of you in the hospital so that your doctor can stay in the office to see patients. Um, you know, nursing has always been that glue that holds the whole experience together. Um, that is who you see. Again, most people don't know what nurses do until they actually need one. Um, even our students who come in, they get said, we had no idea this is what it was like to be a nurse. Um, they have to always be one step ahead to anticipate. It's very, very, it's changed. I've been a nurse for 40 years and it's, it's night and day from when I started. You set up my next question, which is that many students come in and discover that nursing isn't quite what they thought. What, what's different about it or what surprises them about it as they go through the curriculum? A whole new language. And that's that's the first thing, you know, all that all the medical terminology. And then the other part of that is that when they take all the prerequisite courses, they're knowledge courses, right? They memorize information. When they get to nursing, they have to know this information, understand the information, but they have to apply the information. So our test questions and what they have to do to take to pass the NCLEX exam, they've never taken tests like this before, you know, where they have to anticipate a need of a patient and check off as many items that they would need to do. So it's something called the select all that apply question. It's not just a plain multiple choice. You pick one answer. It could be five answers, it could be two answers. So it's, it's very challenging to, to change how you've learned for, for a long time. I always ask this question when I talk to somebody in nursing, remind us the difference between an RN and an LPN in terms of duties and qualifications and training. They're both nurses. Um, LP, a licensed practical nurse is um, somebody they can um, 
pass medications, they can take care of patients. They can't assess a patient. So like if a, a new admission comes in, a nurse has to do that assessment. They cannot teach patients. They can reinforce information. Uh, many LPNs get other kinds of training so that they can do many, many things and they're invaluable to us. The registered nurse has the ultimate responsibility for what we call nursing process. So everything that, you know, we assess patients, we do the main interventions, um, the teaching, all of those things um, falls to the registered nurse. As part of the curriculum, do the nurses do time at some of the local facilities? Oh, yes. We, we have a great partnership with Thompson Hospital, Clifton Springs, Geneva General in the local area um, and Penn Yen. Um, for, we, we do some care there. And then we go up into Rochester, Unity, Highland, Strong, Rochester General. So we're, we're in all phases. So students get to experience community hospitals, which have their um, great benefits, and then the urban centers where they have a big tertiary care facility. A couple of the great things about nursing, one is there are so many different ways you can pursue mm -hmm. it. You can become an OR nurse, you can be an emergency, you can do home health care. And then the other thing with all healthcare fields right now is the portability. There's such demand that mm -hmm. you can pretty much go work any place you want. Yes. And the, and the legal implications for that are actually changing too. We have states where um, New York state isn't really part of it yet, but other states, you can go from uh, state to state to state with one license. They're called compacts. Um, we're not part of that yet, but hopefully we will be soon. So, you know, if you live near the Pennsylvania border, you can just work in Pennsylvania things like that. So yeah, it's very portable. Um, we've seen that with COVID because nurses are taking a lot of, um, they're leaving their positions to do contract work. You've been listening to Inside the FLX, uh, exciting expansion coming to the nursing program at FLCC. Susan McCarthy, professor of nursing, has been our guest. The Assange Center for Allied Health is uh, on its way to completion, and there'll be even more opportunities for potential future nurses. Susan, thanks so much. Congratulations on the expansion of the program, and good luck going forward. Thank you so much. Great to talk to you.